Good morning and welcome to another edition of South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin. He's the Urban League Palm Beach County President and CEO. And our special guest today, Mayor Keith James of West Palm Beach. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning again, Trey. It's always a pleasure to be here. Mayor, it's a pleasure to have you here on our Sunday morning show. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but first of all, thank you and congratulations on your reelection. Four more years. How does that feel? Well, it feels good. It feels good because I, I believe that there is still work to be done, unfinished business, and I'm excited about the opportunity to continue serving the, uh, the residents of West Palm Beach. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, let's go back to the beginning and, and not, not, not winning where you were born, things like this. But <laughs> let, let's start with your background a little bit. Give, give the community who is Mayor Keith James your background. All right, well... Country boy from Kansas. I was born and raised in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, had the uh, fortune of uh, getting into Harvard College and uh, also Harvard Law School and uh, left there uh, to start my law practice in Philadelphia with a big firm. And that's how I ended up in West Palm Beach. The firm that I was with in Philadelphia had a branch office here. And in 1987, they transferred me down to West Palm Beach, and I have not looked back. Absolutely. In fact, I met you in 1988. Good memory. If, if you remember back at that time, that's when I moved here. Oh wow! Wow, Excellent. good memory. So going back a long way. Yes. When when you were when you were formulating those ideas, who were your mentors back there? Who 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 guided you along the way? Well, my earliest mentor, what even got me interested in pursuing an Ivy League education, was a counselor in high school I had by the name of Greg Herndon. He is the first one that even suggested to me that I had that kind of possibility and capability. And I remember running into him in the hall one day, and he pulled me aside. He said, Keith, I've looked at your records. What are you thinking about college? And my answer to him was very simply, listen, I just want to get out of the state of Kansas. Mm. And it was him who suggested, well, have you considered the Ivy League schools? I didn't even know what an Ivy League school was. I said, Ivy what? He said, Ivy League, like Harvard, Yale, Princeton. Mm -hmm. I said, man, I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, come by my office after school. I'm going to sit down and help you write uh, applications. Had he not suggested and planted that seed of possibility in my mind, chances are we would not be here today. I'm happy to say that after I first got elected in uh, 2019 to, as mayor, mm -hmm. I was able to find him. Uh, he's now a retired uh, um, uh, minister out in Ohio, and so we have reconnected. But I told him that I every time I speak to students, I tell them that story. And I said, had it not been for you, Mr. Herndon, I wouldn't be here. Isn't that amazing? Because, I mean, for for those of us who have been around for a while, you remember your high school teachers. You remember those who, who guided you. You remember, I, I, I can vividly remember my undergraduate college professors because I went to a small HBCU, Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they knew me by my name, and and they knew when I was up or down or whatever. And sure. you, you know, you you don't you don't forget that. You are a lawyer. You're still a lawyer. How did being a lawyer help you and prepare you for your role today? That, that's a very good question. First of all, getting into politics was not even on my bucket list whatsoever. I, I'm, you know, that's why I tell people never say never. Because if you'd asked me in 1987, would I be eventually be mayor of this city? I'd have said you were crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, it just wasn't something that I saw in my future. Being a lawyer helps prepare me for this task because as a lawyer, particularly a corporate lawyer, I'm used to reading voluminous 
uh, amounts of material, having to digest that material uh, and, and, and respond to it relatively quickly. The other thing, you learn this in your first day of law school, you have to learn how to argue both sides of a particular issue. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, when I'm confronted with an issue, I am trained to look at both sides of that issue. And again, you've got to make a decision one way or the other. But I'm at least trained to understand both sides and understand the arguments on both sides. And uh, that helps me uh, do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, outstanding. And that, that's what, you know, it takes that. Now, just for people who don't know, being the mayor is a full-time position, correct? Yes, it is. I am no longer practicing law. I am uh, there 24-7. Okay. It literally is 24-7. I'll get the 3 a.m. phone calls. Oh, oh absolutely. So my, my follow-up to that is that, how do you balance your job, family, and city governance all at the same time? Because, you, like you said, it's a twenty-four, it's a twenty-four hour day, seven day a week position. It is a challenge. It's a challenge, and 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 balance is the right word. And I think we, I have to be intentional about choosing moments uh, to get away uh, with my wife Lorna. We'll be celebrating five years of marriage uh, next month. And so uh, that is important to me to prioritize those times. And also, it's good for my own mental health uh, because you have to kind of somehow unwind and get away from the stress in order to be as effective as I need to be when I am on the job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all about priorities. Absolutely. When did you know you wanted to run for mayor? I mean, you, you talked about politics wasn't in your, in your you know, outlook, but you were a city commissioner first, two-term commissioner. When did you decide to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going for the big job, for the big chair? Well, uh, good question. Uh, I, you, 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 you're right. I was a commissioner uh, for a total of eight years, and um, under our charter, mayors are termed out after eight years. So my predecessor, Jerry Moyo, uh, was in her last term, and it's inevitable that people start looking around and see who the successor is. And I was the uh, commissioner at that time who had the most tenure on mm-hmm. the job. So mm-hmm. I was a logical person uh, that, that folks looked to. I started getting uh, questions, uh, going to meetings, uh, suggestions that, all right, it's your, your turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, okay. So I gave it a lot of thought uh, because campaigning for office uh, is more than a notion. It's, it's, it's not something... That, that I cherish. I, I enjoy the governing aspect of what I do, uh, but to go through a mayoral campaign I knew would be a grind. And But, you know, the reason I am in this position is not because of what it does for Keith James. It's because of what I think I could bring to the community and to the city. So I felt it was almost incumbent upon me uh, to, to go ahead and, and pursue it because I had, I had visions, I had ideas about what I wanted to do for the city of West Palm, and it was time for me to step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. City of West Palm Beach Mayor Keith James in with us for South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier along with Patrick Franklin, who is the Urban League president of Palm Beach County. Um, what has what has been the most challenging aspect of governing at the top level right now? The most challenging aspect of governing is knowing how to say no. Mm-hmm. You can't say yes to everybody. And that's the interesting contrast between campaigning and governing. When you're running for office, you want to be everyone's friend yes. because you want them to, to vote for you. Mm-hmm. Once you get into this seat, you have to learn how to say no, even whether it's for meetings, for lunches, for dinners. At some point, you just have to say no because you have to, as the young folks say, 
keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. My job as a CEO of this city is to run the city. And so I have to be as effective and as efficient as I possibly can. But that also means telling people who may have been your supporters, who may have been your friends through the years, I can't do what you're asking for. I can't do it because it is not the right thing to do. It may not be the ethical thing to do, or it may not be the judicious thing to do for for our city. And that's the most difficult thing is telling people who are your friends or who have been your supporters uh, over time, no. And Mm -hmm. and that's that's an acquired task, but it's a necessary skill set. Absolutely. Um, uh, I was honored. Oh, it's been almost two years now when when we did the mayor's task force on racial equity, uh, inclusion, et cetera. Um, Give us a little update on on where we are with that, because we we pulled together a lot of residents in uh, West Palm Beach and and did a a lot of good work. And again, like I said, I I was honored to be um, challenged with the co-chairmanship of that task force. And this is something that you initiated, that you brought forth. And give us a little update where we are with that. Well, first of all, Patrick, thank you so much for serving in that capacity as co-chair. You were a very logical candidate with your expansive knowledge of the community, all the good work that the Urban League does, and I'm so glad that you agreed to serve in that position. Uh, For those who may not know, we brought together a number of people from throughout the community Mm -hmm. uh, to look at a number of different areas uh, in in our community and and really do a deep dive, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's in workforce development, whether it's education, health care, and I could go on and on with the list. So it's a deep dive that we had to do. And, and, and through Zoom meetings, et cetera, that uh, group came up with a list of priorities. And so where we are now, we've actually uh, been in our first year of executing our top priority, which is my Mayor's Jumpstart Academy. This mm-hmm. was an entrepreneurial program, and that, that was one of the, 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 the important issues that the community came back with. They were looking for opportunities to develop more entrepreneurs in our community. So we came out with the Mayor's Jumpstart Academy. We've had two, two, cohorts, two cohorts of that, right. uh, and those are individuals working with the Urban League, mm-hmm. as well as some other consultants to help folks who are looking to start their own business or run their own business. We give them education and training and financial literacy. And then we take it for there over a course of 10 weeks. We have consultants come in and talk to them about the, the business one-on-one. What are the fundamental uh, skill sets that you need to own and operate your own business? And we've had 18 people graduate from that. And it has been very exciting to see how that has transformed lives. The next initiative that we're working on is looking at developing a pilot program where we can have mental health professionals work with our police department uh, to respond to calls. Uh, A lot of times Mm -hmm. uh, when you have uh, professional – unfortunately, our police – are the first in line and when it comes to mental health lot. issues. And they're actually everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we'd like to, to, to see if we can have uh, mental health professionals go out to them with some key uh, calls to try to defuse some, some very uh, treacherous and, and tenuous situations. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what do you have your eye on right now doing this current legislative session that, that's about to end in, in Tallahassee? What, What's, where's your focus in, in on that? I mean, what what particular areas? I, I know <laughs> the list long, is long. How long do we have? I know the list is long. Keep going. <laughs> it, 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 it is scary. It, it, it is, is scary what's going on. I, I guess if I had to categorize a a, 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 a a particular area, and this is something we've been fighting as city leaders for a long time, it's home rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what that mm-hmm. means is just letting us as municipal leaders run our cities. We know best 
what is what we know best, what is best for our particular community, whether it's Riviera Beach, whether it's West Palm Beach. As the mayor of West Palm Beach, I know this community better than any politician up in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the laws that they are, are playing around with uh, will, will tie our city's hands. I'll give you an example. And this is something that is not happening in this legislative session, but it happened a couple years ago when it came to uh, 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 cannabis dispensaries. Mm-hmm. I know as the mayor of this city and my city commissioners where it would be best to have those dispensaries. But the legislature and their infinite wisdom in Tallahassee have basically said, no, you city leaders, you can't tell us where those dispensaries should be located in your city. Uh, you have to locate them wherever you would allow a regular drugstore to be. So we have come under a lot of, we the city have come under a lot of criticism because there have been uh, quite a few of these opening up on, 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 on Clamata Street. That's just an example of how uh, Tallahassee is working to tie the hands of cities. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on. You have a predominantly Republican uh, 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 legislature. You have a Republican governor. Right. Most of the time, cities are Democratic. Mm-hmm. So this is their way of trying to punish, if you will, control. cities and control, <laughs> control cities yes. to make sure that they don't get out of hand uh, with, with, with you know, regulations and that type of thing. You know, things like the minimum wage. You know, we passed a, a legislation. Anybody doing business with the city of West Palm Beach has to pay a minimum wages of at least $15. Tallahassee is trying to change that. They're messing with the voting laws. I could go on and on we, with the list. We, 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 can, we can have a list. But, you know, what, what plays for a representative in the panhandle does not work for us down here in this metropolis that, that we live in and in, in work in. And the conflicts come in from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Honey. Yeah. Local government is run best by those who are local to that government, who know the people. I run into my, my constituents, whether it's in Publix, whether it's in Walmart, whether it's at the gas station. They tell me mm-hmm. what the issues are. Someone in Tallahassee doesn't hear from their constituents the way I hear from mine. So I know where the hot spots are. I know where some of the weaknesses are in our neighborhoods. And, and that's what I work on to address every day. And it's frustrating that I, as mayor, uh, am being told by someone uh, as far away in Tallahassee, uh, legislators who probably represent the panhandle, and mm-hmm. God bless them. I mean, right. they need representation as well. But I believe I know better what's best for West Palm Beach than anyone up in Tallahassee. Right. The, the economy down here is different than, than in, the, in some other part of the state or, or in a smaller community. And you can't equate us to someone else in, 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 a, in a smaller environment. Absolutely. I mean, think about gun control, for example. Unfortunately, we, we, we avoided having uh, permitless carry. But, you know, the impact of someone walking around with an AR-15 down my, in my downtown uh, uh, West Palm Beach is much different than someone doing that up in rural uh, Florida. Right. Right. I mean, right. I've got hundreds of people who may be in my downtown on, 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 on any, any given, given night. Right. And to see folks who are walking around with AR-15s strapped up, the, the tension and the stress that that would cause. Anyway, that, 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 that's the frustrations we're that, experiencing. That would be not only eye-opening, but I, I, I think it, it would shock and and not not only our residents but our tourists yes. that 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 come here and they would say where am I <laughs> exactly okay I mean and I know I've I've seen open carry in other parts of the country and when I see it it shocks me to you see someone it. oh absolutely it. It, it, it's bold yes okay and and it, it's, it's it's like where where am I 
I'm, am I still in the United States of America? And what is the agenda of those who feel that it's okay to just walk around with AR-15 strapped to them? For the most part, those who are doing that are not trained to handle that weapon. Absolutely. Okay, and no matter what people say, uh, in, in the NRA, the, the, the best way to stop a, a, a criminal is with a, a good gun. Well, no guns at all. And we can go on and on yes, with that. But, but, yes, but, but, City of West Palm Beach Mayor Keith James in with us for South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier along with Patrick Franklin, who is the Urban League president of Palm Beach County. Let's move on to, to something that, that really assimilates to our environment. The city opened a new golf course recently. Oh. And all right, talk about the golf course. I, I think it was called the park. It is called the park. The park. And let's, it's called let, the park intentionally because it is meant to be a park. It's meant to be open and it's meant to be welcoming. And I'm so excited about that. Not so much because it is a golf course, and it's a beautiful golf course. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm excited because the 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 uh, the head of the PGA, Seth Wall, who's now become a personal friend, uh, took it upon himself to go to his. Uh, uh, friends, uh, many of whom were professional golfers as well as business people, to raise the money privately uh, to fund uh, the, the the renovation of the course as well as to build uh, a new clubhouse and, and restaurant. But the mission, his mission, his vision from day one, when we sat down and first talked about this in January 2020, was he wanted to build a facility that was open and welcoming to children okay. that would teach kids not Teaching. only golf, mm-hmm. but teach them about life whether and, and, and education, whether it's science, technology, engineering, math, art, using golf as a vehicle, but also providing them with the tools and skills to help improve their academic performance. And, and I said, go for it. That, that's right. great. My vision for West Palm Beach has always been to make it a community of opportunity for all. So to have this golf course or park, as we're calling it, that would welcome these young kids. And most of them are coming from Title I schools. Mm-hmm. Many of them probably have never even seen, seen a golf, a golf course. course or even picked up a golf club. And so for them to be exposed, to, A, to the game, which is a great game and can open so many doors for them later in life, but to the educational opportunities, the workforce opportunity, workforce development opportunities that, that, that are related to that is so exciting. And, and I, I, this will transform lives for generations. Uh, to come because mm-hmm. many kids will flow in and out of that facility. And I'm sure that 10 years from now, 15 from years from now, you'll ask them, well, what got you started? Many of them will point to the park the and park. say, if it weren't for the park, I wouldn't be who I am today. Absolutely. I We, we have, um, as we as we get close to our 50th anniversary for the Urban League, I've been going through a whole lot of um, older pictures, and there were many minority golf classes that were taught at that facility back in the 70s, in the, in the 80s. But, you know, for people who don't know, that, that golf course was once on the PGA Tour. Yes. And, and with, with the city of West Palm Beach. And we had big-time golfers who played there. But, you know, you know at, at the end of the day, I'm so happy that it was renovated, that it that was brought back to, to its um, greatness that, that it was before. I'm looking forward to playing it, Mayor. Uh, I, I don't know how, how, how great of a golfer you are with, 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 with your we'll golfing skills. We'll get out there together. We'll be out there together. I look forward to that. that that's going to be something very special going, going forward. Two, two exciting things on that okay. point. Uh, we, we had a soft opening for the, for the donors, and we're so proud to have Tiger Woods uh, uh, make the ceremonial first drive. Wonderful. Uh, but a week later, uh, we we opened up to April 17th, it opened up to the public, and we had uh, a man who was African-American gentleman who was the first black superintendent. I read that. At that course. And it was not, that course was not integrated 
until 1966, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more than 50 years ago. So it was so exciting to have him do a drive. And then we have two kids, an 11-year-old African-American young boy and a, a, a Caucasian little girl. She was 10 years old. And they each hit drives, and I tell you, their swings were great. I was embarrassed. I'm glad they didn't have me hit a drive because I don't think my swing would look nearly as good well, yeah. as those kids. Uh, but yes, we'll get out there and enjoy we, it. It's, we it's, got, it, we, we got, we got many day. times to play golf go, going out there. And and the, and the one good thing about it, I hear there's no water on the course. No water on the course. That's right. Uh, Tiger was proud to say when he gave the drive that this is this is a one ball course. And I muttered under my breath. I didn't say it to him, of course. I said, well, if you're Tiger Woods, yes, it's, it's one, one ball, ball course. Right. But no, there have there, there's some challenges out there. There's a lot right. of sand. A lot of sand. A lot of beaches, they say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it's, 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 it's a fair course. Uh, I played it a few times. Uh, it, it, but it's a beautiful course. And okay. I, I never forget. I always marvel when I'm out there. I said, this is in West Palm Beach. Yes. It's very, great. Very, Can't wait very to take you out there. Well, I, I look forward to it, Mayor. Mayor, how does, how does a... I know residents, they call all the time. How does a resident get, get in touch with not only your office, but, but the city? Well, I mean, 561-822-1400 is uh, the number that goes to, to my administration. Or they can email me at kjameswpb, kjames at wpb.org. Gotcha. Uh, and please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and I will direct your inquiry. If I'm not the person to give you the answer, we'll certainly find the right person to give you the answer. Wonderful. So where's that special place in, within the city that's special to you? That, 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 that special place that say, you know, this, this is where I go to feel good. Well, you know, you, you brought it up. It, it's the park. Right. I, you know, that, even though it just opened, and you'll see when you come out there, uh, you don't necessarily have to play golf, but they've got a, a place there where you could get – uh, adult beverages and, and some nice uh, food and just look out over the course itself. It's very peaceful. And I like going out there, again, not always to play golf, but recognizing what impact that particular plot of land, I think it's uh, several acres mm-hmm. of land, what impact that will have on young boys and young girls' lives in our city. And that's yeah. what makes me so exciting. That's what kind of calms me down. That grounds me saying that this is this is an area of our city where indeed we are working it's tangible proof that West Palm Beach is working to make it a community of opportunity for all how can residents support your efforts well I, I think it's understand and, and follow the city commission meetings uh, you know you could do it online and uh, just um, try to keep up with city government and I would say, don't just rely upon what you read in the paper. Or don't rely upon what you see on TV. Get the information for yourself. Go to our website. We dispense a lot of information about what we're doing. We also have so many opportunities for people to volunteer and get involved with our city uh, through various committees and task forces that we have. That's all spelled out on our website, wpb.org, www.wpb.org. Go check it out and become involved. We want people to become – this is your city. If you're a resident of West Palm Beach, feel that it is your city. There is no person, no zip code in West Palm Beach that you feel that they are left out or left behind of city government. 
We welcome all people to be involved. City of West Palm Beach Mayor Keith James in with us for South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier along with Patrick Franklin, who is the Urban League president of Palm Beach County. I would like to take a point of per- personal privilege to make an announcement to everyone. To uh, We've been talking about the Urban League's 50th anniversary gala coming up on, on Friday, May 12th. And we are honored to this Friday. This Friday, yes, yes, but, it is this yeah. Friday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, that that that's coming up on Friday. And we we're going to make this announcement right now. If you haven't seen it, that that we are honored as the Urban League to present Mayor Keith James with our Trailblazer Award, um, and recognizing the, the work that that you've done, recognizing the the path that you've blazed to bring people included into the process of government to to open the city up to new development and to um, renew resources. So, Mayor James, thank you for being part of a long history. And we're going to uh, list down all the former recipients that go all the way back to the beginning of the Urban League back in 1973 when, when we, uh, 1974, when we held our first gala. But um, the list is long, and congratulations on reaching that Trailblazer Award. Well, Patrick, thank you so much, and I'm truly honored, um, and I'll get into more of that when, when I accept the award. But, you know, when you when I first learned of it, uh, I thought you guys might have had the wrong Keith James because uh, I, I don't think of myself as, as being deserving uh, of such an award, but I, I'm truly honored. I know the good work that the Urban League has done for years and continues to do, and to have an organization of that stature uh, and of that reputation uh, to to honor me in, in this in this way is, is truly humbling. It really is. Thank you, sir. And our last question, and we we make it um, the same question for everyone: What is next for Keith? What is next for Keith? Uh, well, in my journey, I've learned never to say n- never. Because if you had asked me when I first moved here in 1987 whether or not I'd be mayor, I said you're crazy. So my plans are. You know, man makes plan, God laughs. My plans, Keith's plans, are to return to the private sector uh, and uh, make some make some money. I've been on a fixed income here for a few years, so. Okay. But who who knows what is what what God has in store? So, uh, I, I've tried this political thing, this public service thing, and I've enjoyed it. It's been the ride of a lifetime, uh, but I think it's uh, time to uh, return to the private sector and put put my. Uh, my, my legal skills, uh, business skills to, 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 to good use. Well, Mayor, we, we wish, we thank you first for your service because um, I feel that everyone who runs for public office and dedicates their lives to that noble uh, career, it's, it's, it's something that's not, if you don't know about it, you really just don't know and appreciate the work and time and effort, especially campaigning. I, I have no idea what, what that um, really works out to be, but thank you for all the time and effort and the support that you've given the Earth League, but also that you've given this community well, over you. time. And, and with that, we wish you good health and thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. It's been truly a pleasure. All right, Patrick, Friday is the big day. Friday is finally here, Trey. We're going to celebrate our 50th anniversary with the Urbling of Palm Beach County at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. We are looking to have a great time. We have a special guest. We've been talking about it for weeks now. Mr. Kenny Lattimore, we spoke to him recently. He is excited to come down. He talked about the songs he's going to sing. He talked about coming here and giving a great show. I'm excited, Trey. People are excited. People are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't wait. May 12th at the convention center. It's not too late. You still have a couple of days. But 
If you want to come out and celebrate a great, great evening, it's Mother's Day weekend. Come yeah. on out and celebrate it with the Irving of Palm Beach County. Go to our website at ulpbc.org. You can call us at 561-833-1461. Go and take a look. We invite everyone to join us. It's going to be an event to remember. Patrick Franklin, he is the president and CEO of the Urban League Palm Beach County. I'm Trey Brazier for South Florida Sundays.